Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. There's excitement in the air in eastern Pennsylvania, well, along with southern New Jersey and northern Delaware, for that matter, with the Philadelphia Eagles playing for a championship in Sunday's Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Both teams have won 16 games and lost three, although the Eagles have only lost one game when starting quarterback Jalen Hurts plays. This may be the best Eagles team to ever take the field. Our guest today may know better than anyone. Ray Didinger is revered by Philadelphia sports fans as a sports writer and broadcaster. He also authored the Eagles Encyclopedia. And one final item in Ray's biography, he's a playwright as well. As many of you saw his play Tommy and Me at the Hershey Theater last August. Ray Didinger, welcome to the program. Nice to be with you, Scott. So last summer when we spoke before Tommy and Me, I asked kind of offhandedly what kind of team you thought the Eagles would have in 2022. Now, I remember your response. You said, I think they'll be good. But did you think they would be this good? No. <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know that many people did think that. Uh, yes, I did think they would be a good team. Um, I thought they would win the NFC East. Um, but you know, I didn't want to make any predictions beyond that. And if, if you were to pin me down back then and say, do you think this team is going to the Super Bowl? In all honesty, I probably would have had to say no. But, um, but they have, um, I mean, they have played really well this year. I think, I think in some ways that probably even surprised themselves. You know, this is uh, the head coach, Nick Sirianni, is only in his second year. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, is only in his second year as a starter. Uh, they have a lot of young players on this team. And um, they have played great football, and here they are uh, playing for the championship. And I think it's going to be a great game, Scott. I really do. It's it's one of those rare years when the two best teams are actually playing for the championship. I mean, these are the two, the only two teams in the league that won 14 games in a regular season. And um, I think that you're going to have uh, a game that's going to be entertaining for everybody. You don't necessarily have to have a rooting interest for either of the two teams to think you're going to have a good football game on Sunday. So, you know, Ray, I've been thinking about this a lot over the past week because uh, I've heard many people say, oh, it's going to be a good game. A good game, does that mean, as you just described, an entertaining game for someone who doesn't have a rooting interest or good for Eagles fans? Oh, no, I think it's going to be good uh, for anybody that wants to watch. Anybody likes good football. Um, This is going to be be a good game. I mean, you've got... uh, you know, the number one offense against the number one defense. Um, you've got uh, the two youngest quarterbacks ever to start against each other in the Super Bowl. So I've got some new faces here. You know, it's not the, it's not the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Manning brothers. I mean, all the, the old, you know, the, sort of the old guard has moved on now. And you've got the, these two really young quarterbacks that are outstanding. Uh, the first time you've had two African-American quarterbacks facing off in a Super Bowl. And then, of course, you have the wonderful sideshow of the Kelsey brothers, Mm. one on each side, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. So um, 
for the football fans, for the X's and O's people, there's a, there's a lot to enjoy here because it's going to be got a lot of good players and a couple of really good coaches calling the plays. But for people who aren't necessarily into the X's and O's and just like good sidebar stories, um, you've got the quarterbacks and you've got the Kelseys who are endlessly entertaining. Well, you just described much of the storyline that we've heard this week, the the first time in history that uh, the Super Bowl will have two black starting quarterbacks. The Kelsey brothers have been so entertaining. They have their own podcast, Jason and Travis. Is there anything, though, that stands out to you? I mean, you've been an Eagles, well, I don't want to say a fan. You've covered the Eagles for so long over the years. You wrote the Eagles Encyclopedia. So you're not just like an average observer. Is there anything about going up to this game that sticks out to you? Well, yeah. Um, I think one of the other angles that's uh, very fascinating is Andy Reid. You know, we've got Andy Reid as uh, coach of the Eagles for 14 seasons, longer than anybody, uh, won more games than anybody. Uh, and in a lot of ways, really, um, kind of built this, it's almost like Frankenstein's monster. You know, I mean, he kind of built this, this team in many ways. Um, the leadership core of this team, the three big leaders on this team, uh, Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox are all players that Andy Reid drafted and brought to Philadelphia. And sort of the blueprint of, of the team, the building through the offensive and defensive lines, winning in the trenches, all of that stuff that, you know, that Andy, I mean, that was, that was his plan when he came to Philadelphia, that when the team, he took over that team uh, and he rebuilt it a certain way. And even though he moved on after 14 years, uh, Jeff Lurie, the owner, and Howie Roseman, the general manager, they kept the blueprint and they built this team largely uh, along the lines of, of Andy Reid football. So I, I find that fascinating, you know, that when Andy Reid looks across the field on Sunday uh, at that team in Midnight Green, he's going to be looking at a team that he helped build, and now they're there trying to cheat him out of another Super Bowl championship. You know, it's it, as a Philadelphia sports fan, uh, you know, Philadelphia sports fans have certain reputations around the country. And I have to admit that uh, uh, toward the end of Andy Reid's tenure, the 14 years as coach of the Eagles, he wasn't very popular sometimes. But in hindsight, now that he has been gone, I get the sense that a lot of Eagles fans appreciate the job that Andy Reid did. You think so? Oh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. And um, on the two occasions that he's come back to Philadelphia with the Chiefs, um, when he came out the tunnel onto the field, he got a huge standing ovation. Uh, and he should. I mean, he is the winningest coach in franchise history, uh, took the team to five conference championship games, uh, took him to a Super Bowl and almost won it. People might argue that he should have won it, but he did get them to a Super Bowl. Uh, and I think that, look, by the end of it, by the end of the 14th season, um, I, I mean, it's fair to say that it had run, you know, it had run its course in Philadelphia. Uh, and, uh, you know, the fans, the fans wanted a new voice and new leadership. Uh, and Andy Reid now admits that he kind of needed a new start, too. Uh, and it kind of worked out for everybody. Uh, the you know the Eagles moved on uh, and uh, brought in Chip Kelly, who had a couple good years, and then they brought in Doug Peterson, who was an Andy Reid disciple, took him to a Super Bowl and won it, and now they have young Nick Sirianni. So it's the Eagles have done okay, uh, and Andy Reid 
said that he felt like he needed a new start and going to Kansas City uh, was a breath of fresh air for him. And you look at what he's done there. Um, once he's, he's won the AFC West seven years in a row. That's hard to do. Uh, and he's the only coach. He is now the only coach in NFL history to win a hundred games with two different teams. That's never, that's never been done before. I don't know that it's ever going to be done again. Uh, but Andy Reid has done it. And I think the people here in Philadelphia, A, uh, recognize what a great coach Andy Reid is. And he's certainly going to go to the Hall of Fame someday whenever he stops coaching. And B, that he left, uh, you know, he, he sort of put this team on the right path, uh, in terms of building a winning program and sustaining a winning program. And, if the Eagles, you know, if the Eagles lose this game on Sunday, I mean, the fans will be disappointed. But I think the the more clear thinking of those fans will recognize that you know what, I think it's okay to feel good for Andy Reid because a lot of the success that we've enjoyed here these last few years uh, is largely due to Andy Reid's efforts in coaching. Let's talk about uh, the time leading up to the game on Sunday. I almost get the sense that uh, even though the Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago, there was the huge parade afterwards, the city was, just went wild, the region went wild afterwards, almost get the sense that uh, there's more excitement this time. What do you think? Um, I think that that's probably true. Um, I, and I think some of it is is a cumulative kind of thing. I, I really think the city is still... Um, riding the wave of the Philadelphia Phillies season. You know, I think the, you know, the Phillies were a team that in September and October got red hot uh, and sort of came out of nowhere and got to the playoff. You know, it looked like they just barely snuck in the back door to the playoffs and then you know, knocked, off, knocked off the Cardinals, which most people think they wouldn't, and then knocked off the Braves, which very few people thought they could. Uh, then they beat the Padres, and next thing you know, you're in the World Series. And people back here, you know, called it Red October. And it was, it really was very much Red October here. I mean, everywhere you went in the city, I mean, every, you know, there were Phillies caps and Phillies hoodies and Phillies jackets. And uh, it was a really exciting time. I mean, Philadelphia had not, had not been a baseball town, had not been excited about baseball for more than a decade. And they got on board with the Phillies in a big way. And even though they lost in the World Series to Houston, I mean, fans were disappointed. But I think they, everybody said, wow, that was a great ride. And, and at that point, you looked around and you said, hey, look, the Eagles are the last undefeated team in the NFL. And so they just kind of jumped from, jumped from one to the other. And so it's kind of been building. I mean, there's been a buzz in this town about professional sports here um, going back to September. And I think that the Phillies started it and the Eagles have built on it. And kind of what you're talking about is the level of excitement here is, I think, partly that. You know, Philadelphia, for years and years, uh, has been a sort of a downtrodden sports town. You know, we haven't had a whole lot of championships. We haven't had a whole lot of success. Had a lot of heartbreak along the way. But these last few months have been uh, a very a very unusual time, but, uh, but one that I think the city is really enjoying and um, there's tremendous optimism about Sunday's game. I, I would dare say I think it might be a little too optimistic. I mean, the fans here are saying, oh, yeah, we're, no, we'll win this game easy. We're going to get this game's in the bag. I, I wouldn't say that because the Chiefs are good and have a great young quarterback. So you better not take too much for granted. But the city of Philadelphia is, 
is very excited and uh, very much looking forward to Sunday night's game. One of the slogans that we've heard about this uh, Eagles season, and maybe even started during the Philly season, but uh, uh, the Eagles have really adopted it, uh, where fans have when it comes to the Eagles. It's a Philly thing. Again, mm-hmm. you've been around for a long time. What's it's a Philly thing mean? A Philly thing mean? Um, overachieving, uh, unexpected, uh, a Rocky Balboa kind of thing. You know, I, I think that Philadelphia has, uh, by its very nature, is uh, it sees itself as an underdog, uh, and uh, the fans relate to that. I mean, that was one of the things that was particularly that really particularly resonated with the 2017 team, the team that actually did win the Super Bowl, uh, because they, they assumed the, the role of underdog, and they were the underdog. Um, they had home field advantage in the playoffs, and they were still underdogs because they were playing with a backup quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz had gotten hurt. They were playing with Nick Foles. So the Eagles, nobody was expecting them to win those games. And nobody was expecting them to go to the Super Bowl, but they did. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, the underdog thing really worked. And it's, you know, to the point where the fans and the players were all walking around wearing those dog masks. <laughs> so this is a little bit the same thing. Uh, the idea of the Philly thing, you know, we can, you know, we're, you know, you might not take us seriously. You might not like us. We might not be pretty, but we're going to, you know, come, come game time, we're going to, we're going to beat you. And I think that's, that's what they feel. And they really felt it in the NFC championship game against the San Francisco 49ers, because the 49ers came in here and all week leading up to that game, all the stories and all the pundits and all the network broadcasters were talking about, you know, the San Francisco defense is number one in the league. They're the, they're the most physical. They're the toughest. They're the meanest. And uh, the Eagles went out in the, in the championship game, and they won it convincingly, 31-7. to seven. It was, The game was over at halftime. And when it was over, Hassan Reddick, Who's a who's a kid from Camden who went to Temple who understands the meaning of a Philly thing? Uh, in the post game press conference, he said, "Hey, you know, we were tired of hearing it. Everybody was talking about that the 49ers were the physical team. Well, they're coming into Philly now, and we showed them what physical means in this town. And so that's that's part of the mentality of the players and the fans in this game. And you know, they're planning to bring that same kind of energy into the game on Sunday night." Ray, we have about two minutes left. Something that you hear often nowadays about successful sports teams is we're a family. Everyone likes one another. We like playing for one another. Now, the Eagles say this, but it does seem to be part of their success. Would you agree? Yeah, very much. Very much. I mean, it was certainly true of the 2017 team. I mean, that was, you talk about team chemistry. Um, The 2017 team had it to a, a remarkable degree. And it was part of the reason why they won. Um, and this team, even though you've got new coach and a lot of new players, uh, has the same has the same kind of feeling. And uh, you know, Nick Sirianni in just two years has really connected with these players. I mean, he's a different kind of coach. He's high energy. He's got a lot of emotion. Um, he's he, he's a little bit out there. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I've never covered I've covered a lot of Eagles coaches, but none quite like him. But he's certainly authentic. He's certainly himself, and the players really like him. And they have really rallied behind Jalen Hurts, even though he's a, a young guy. Um, and, you know, still, you wouldn't call him a veteran quarterback, but the guys on the team respect his leadership and respect his toughness. And uh, 
when it comes time to play, I mean, they believe in each other, and that's part of the reason why they're here. That's part of the reason why I think they're going to win on Sunday. Okay, you kind of led right into my final question, Ray. I wondered whether you were making any predictions. Are you making predictions? Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. I think it's going to be, unlike the fans who say this is going to be an easy one, I don't think so. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are a good team, and Andy's a really good coach, and Mahomes is a great quarterback. Uh, but I think the Eagles, top to bottom, have the better team uh, and have had a really good week of practice. They seem to have great confidence. Uh, the moment does not seem too big for them. Uh, and frankly, they can't wait to play this game. And so I like the Eagles in what I think is going to be a high-scoring and entertaining game, and I'm saying 31-24. to 24. Okay. Ray Dinger, thank you very much. An honor talking with you today, Ray. It's always great talking to you, Scott. Enjoy the game.